Welcome to the MBA Jam Podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the MBA Jam. This is your host and founder, Avinash. Today we are talking to someone who has been in the entertainment business for almost 15 years now. And if you're a cricket fan, you will love to hear his story. <laughs> Today we are talking to Shagnik Roy. Shagnik started his journey in accounting but made the shift into marketing, sales and advertising after finishing his MBA from Fordham University in the US. He started off at Sony Entertainment where he worked for four years, after which he worked at Star TV for almost three years. Following that, he has spent the next six and a half years at Willow TV, which I believe is the premier broadcaster of cricket in the United States and Canada. Currently, Sargnik works as the Vice President and Head of Multimedia Sales at BCCL Worldwide, heading sales for the North American digital and TV assets of the Times of India group, which includes timesofindia.com, crickbuzz.com, willow.tv, Times TV Network, and Ghana. Let us welcome Sargnik to the show. Shagnik, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Avinash, for having me. <laughs> no problem at all. Shagnik, first of all, I hope I got your name right. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Perfect. So, Shagnik, how, how would you like to describe your journey in your own words as you have progressed uh, in your career so far? Mm, okay. So, I think uh, it's still, um, I mean, it's still a journey, uh, but I would, suggest that uh, you know i think of it as uh, mostly a learning and then you know from my learning and from my instinct going from uh, sort of one point to another it's a journey which has had many ups and downs in terms of you know career change path change and things like that and uh, i feel that you know at no moment of time would i have sort of planned out my journey from the next 10 years or the next 15 years it's been a lot of it has been based on how uh, I have been positioned at that point of time where I was and what drove me um, to feel that what is right for me and what isn't. And luckily for me, um, you know, for how the stars have aligned or how I've got support from uh, all across, from family, friends, I've been able to sort of at least go on the path of uh, what I wanted to do rather than what I set out to do and uh, just follow a plain vanilla sort of uh, path. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so you obviously started off, uh, you know, in the mm-hmm. accounting area, uh, mm-hmm. and then you went on to do your MBA. And I think a lot of what you're doing right now has been mm-hmm. derived from what you did after the MBA. So, sure. what what was the decision and thought process to go from accounting to do an MBA? Did you have some kind of a career path in mind of changing mm-hmm. your career path, or did that just come across because of you know certain events? Um, it's a bit of both actually so uh, initially you know uh, the, the accounting path was not a path which I really followed because I wanted to do accounts I, I would believe if somebody comes and says that you know this is what I wanted to do in my life that I wanted to p- do accounts mm-hmm. I would find that very difficult to believe um, it was mostly uh, because at that time you know we were I was in Mumbai I was at Sydney um, uh, and uh, doing my uh, BCom mm-hmm. and it was what you were most of the people are doing and uh, i'll be very you know honest i i had no idea what i wanted to do um, i had an interest uh, because my parents come from uh, arts backgrounds they come from history and all of that so there was always an interest in arts and education and more of the art side rather than the commerce or the science side of things and that sort of prompted me that i wanted to do something what i had no idea 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically followed the path of least resistance that everyone's doing their um, CA at that point of time. That was the two options. One was CA or an MBA. I don't think there was anything in between <laughs> for at least, uh, you know, <laughs> where uh, you had to like, you, you could go and tell your parents, oh, I wanted to do, you know, go into acting or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Not an, op- not an option. So uh, it was basically following the lead of what everyone was doing, getting in there and then figuring out in the next couple of years, okay, is this something I want to do or not? And clearly it was uh, the latter. Yeah. Yeah, I see. So so that's when you joined, you started off in accounting. And was did you right. start off in India or did you start off in the US? Yeah, so I started off in accounting in India. So the process of what you have to do is basically when you get into your chartered accountant courses, uh, it's a three, you know, it's a, it's a sort of a multi-stage process where you finish, you know, you finish two years, you do give an exam, then you do another two years an exam. And uh, within those two years, from the intermediate stage to the final stage, you have to join uh, what is called a accounting firm to do your articles. So at that point of time, um, you know, the, it was the start of the big five accounting firms in India. It was a big deal to get into an Arthur Anderson or a KPMG or a Deloitte. And uh, they were, you know, obviously hiring from uh, campuses across. So that was sort of what went into my decision of joining Arthur Anderson. And, you know, accountancy was there because I was already doing my CA at that point of time while starting at Sydney. Um, so all of that sort of combined, uh, you know, to get me into accounting. I was in Mumbai. Uh, I was in Anderson for about four, yeah, around four years. Um, and probably in the middle of my second year, I was like, I don't think this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go in, I mean, you know, you would obviously talk to your parents about that. They are, you know, best friends uh, at that point of time mm-hmm. um, and to guide you. And they were not exactly, you know, thrilled about the fact that two years into what is considered to be a very, very lucrative uh, you know, sort of start to your career, you know, uh, articling for a big five accounting firm uh, in, in Mumbai. Uh, yeah, my son has decided that this is not the way for <laughs> to go things, but my father was very firm. I think he was, and I, I think rightly so. And I, I believe it was, it was a good decision. He said that whatever you do, you need to finish one stage of what you're doing. Don't don't leave it halfway. So my point was very simple. You know, I had to finish my accounting, I had to finish my CA, and uh, from that point onwards, if you if my my parents were like, if you think it still does not work for you, go ahead, do what you have to do. So that's where it stood, and uh, so mm-hmm. come '99, finished my uh, CA '99, cleared uh, the final exam, and six months later I was out of the door. <laughs> okay, good. So your motivation to actually go out was uh, was still still, still strong. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very strong. I mean, I, I could not see myself do this, uh, you know, do account, and and I'm not take away from anything. I learned a lot from there, mm-hmm. but just clearly not something I would see myself doing 20 years later. Yeah, absolutely. What were you considering? Did you have sales and marketing, uh, uh, you know, in in, in your uh, thought process at all? Um, to be on- very, very honest with you, Avnash, I had no idea. All yeah. I knew that that is something I did not want to yeah. do. <laughs> what I wanted to do, I didn't know. And that's why my parents feel like, you you know, you, you've sort of figured out one part of the puzzle, not the other. Uh, the good part was at that point of time, I you know, I, I had a fair idea of what advertising was, what media was, and I, I was always very drawn towards the world of entertainment media. Not in the sense that, you know, obviously everyone loves to watch movies and everyone loves to watch TV and things like that. Uh, that's part of the escapism. But I wanted to know what's going behind it and how does things work and things like that. So that was my a huge interest. Um, there was a connection through Arthur Anderson, through my previous company, uh, which helped me 
do a one year stint in one of the television production um, uh, studios in uh, mumbai at that point of time mm. so i worked there for about a year year and a half um, and believe it or not from sitting at arthur anderson as an accountant with with an with a tie and you know formal clothes i straight went into the trenches literally i was in in these places where there were shoots taking place from 9 in the morning till 9 in the night and and uh, you know walking around with uh, suitcases of money and and putting up lights and you know doing things of like the weirdest things but to be honest with you i really enjoyed myself was there um, was there a dip in in my financial situation absolutely mm-hmm. i mean it was like from 10 to 1 and uh, but but you know i i i knew when i was stepped into those offices when i knew that i was spending time there and not that you know i was doing a lot initially there's always resistance when a new person comes in especially one who's come from the accounting side yeah entertainment media people don't like people from the corporate side at all they feel that you know these are the guys who don't know anything but since they have the money they can make the decisions uh but i was you know it, it's something i felt i i wanted to do right away yeah yeah exactly and i think i, I it's, it's it's a long time now 17 18 years ago i'm sure marketing mm. at that point was very different from marketing now right the whole oh, field absolutely. itself <laughs> absolutely uh, you know from the media perspective i can tell you it was it, it was first of all not corporatized as it is now mm. um you know things were happening very ad hoc there were still individuals taking decisions um again a lot of tools which we have till this date was not available a lot of marketing was happening purely on perceptions and beliefs and you know this is how i think can work so it will work that way mm. or oh, you know imrbs uh, ratings systems and all all were very very i mean there were a couple of research firms probably in all of india who are jmarg imrb um and and there were probably none uh, no ratings at that point of time for televisions you know it, it just probably had started off so yeah. it was a wild wild west literally out there yeah exactly okay cool so 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 you finished your ca and then you know 6 months uh, later you were out of there uh what mm. what were your considerations while you know researching on what you did want to do uh was mm. it just mba or did you consider some other masters degree and was it always us or you know did you consider mm. other countries how about india etc so yeah can can you walk through how that thought process sure. formulated in your mind sure um again you know a lot of it i believe in india is probably uh, comes from uh, i call the jones effect i mean you know you see what other people are doing you know, like probably this is the thing to do um did i do a lot of research not really i mean i i spoke to a few friends we spoke i mean you know they were like this is the place to be um uh, you know spoke to some family again you know parents still influence a lot of decisions you do uh, right or wrong um so uh, you know i felt you know they that's the best thing that they felt i should be doing and uh, you know the the good part is you know it's, it's a give and take everywhere they allowed me to get out of anderson in terms of you know okay fine you know you need some support because you're going into a field where there's not really that kind of income which you were generating and when you were in anderson hence you know we let you let you sort of figure it out and so i'm like you know i was there for about a year and then they were like the problem with media entertainment that time was very unstructured it was you know you would go out you're not sure when you're coming in your talks of you know money flowing in from um, you know sources other than proper and legal so they were also very worried and you know i some at some point of time thought that you know if i have to have a process from the next move what what am i trying to do am i getting into the, the creative side of things am i getting into the management side of things things like that mm-hmm. 
so obvious decision again most of at that point time students the the first out thing you want to do an mba is probably in india if you're not in the iims or something like that it would be the us so that was a decision in the us really it was either Cali- i mean i wanted to get into the media entertainment very clear mm. my mba i wanted to do in media entertainment there at least that part i was clear out and so was that, any, sorry just to interrupt so, yeah. so no. even, even the aspect of getting into media was that you know driven by the fact that you you'd had a very small stint as a production executive uh, mm-hmm. during your time was that is is that what motivated you to at least even like you had i know you didn't have exactly what you wanted to do but did mm. that form some kind of a base it did it okay. did, it, did, it probably told me that you know i would be better off being on the management side of things mm-hmm. rather than sitting you know i probably on, on you know going to set i mean the, the climb is very high up and it's 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 mostly it's very erratic so uh, my thought was that if i have to do for management i might as well do uh, you know do something on the media side because i got a taste of it got a feel of it now i'm not saying production ex- being a production executive and doing a masters in media ma- media and communication are two similar things they're not hmm. but overall i felt this is a field where i wanted to be in i want to learn more about how media works how entertainment works how all of that so so that clearly drove me um, was i talking about specifically advertising and sales no not at all um you know my my primary aspect of i wanted to be part of a media and entertainment business that was what what my main motivation was so that's what that's when you know i looked at things and i, I and again at, even at that point of time i probably believe except for mica there was not one single organization in india who had a focus on media mm. anything to do with media um so that, that that's where the choice was limited um, again and so you know obviously the look was westwards um and and within that also we looked at uh, man, probably new york or california uh, you know the two best places known to anybody in india i'm talking 15 years back um yeah. so it was either that or this so that's how probably the decision came uh, to go to us university i see i see so what about fordham university did that actually have a reputation to be good at media and communication or it did not okay um so what i did was i did a search for who uh, comp- uh, universities which had a major in media and communications mm. and there around there weren't too many there were probably a handful um there was uc uh, there was ucla um there was um, marshall usc mm-hmm. and i i saw fordham and a couple of others in the east coast so there was like probably the overall was about 5 or 6 um again you know then there was a question of giving your gmat preparing for it you know getting a score which i felt probably i could have done better hmm. um now i i go i look back and retrospective and i i known people who uh, you know had their gmat scores um uh, and given it again because they wanted to go to a better university um see th- that's where i say that you know it's not all about where you are what you want to do there's also circumstances in play there so at hmm. that point of the circumstance was such that i could have waited a year you know played it out then again given my gmat got to better score got to a probably a, a better university in terms of rankings etc circumstances such as that you know it was i had to do something then and so you know the choice was that okay might as well look at fordham it was um it was there it was in new york it was right and the positioning the local was such that i felt that if you know if you go if you go somewhere in manhattan and you are studying there's a lot more you can do other, apart from just going to colleges you know so th- those are some of the motivations which drove me into fordham um could i have gotten to a better university probably the gmat score i had yeah maybe um i didn't take too much of an effort to go into 15 new cities right make all those letters in retrospective i probably could have done that but yeah. you know 
uh, circumstances a little bit of laziness <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have that uh, which which I are the other universities you you think you would have considered and maybe looking so, back yeah so definitely usc marshall which is probably if if today somebody wants to do a major in media and communications i would think and I'm, because i'm now that i've been here for 15 16 years mm. i would think probably ucla and usc would be probably the best bet still um now you do have columbia which has a very good uh, masters in media um uh, in in new york um and probably ut austin uh, which is one of the things i considered um they had they had some sort of a ma- uh, major in media uh, but definitely usc marshall i would think that would probably be my number one uh, option yeah yeah but but i do completely agree with you sometimes the circumstances for individual people you know mm. make or break the decisions uh, rather than yeah. uh, you know specificities of of these uh, colleges because if you right. look back over a period of time it's the what you do with it that makes a difference yeah. rather than what it does with you <laughs> agreed absolutely i i completely agree with you I, yeah. I, you know it's 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 a matter of you know i'm like new york fordham or anywhere else and i'm like new york fordham okay <laughs> that's it so first of all how does you know how how does a specialization in mba really work the reason i ask is because i did a one year mba so you know one in a mm-hmm. one year mba there's absolutely no chance where you of know you you have absolutely. of doing a specialization how does a specialization work first of all does so, it work at all yeah so exactly a very good question um uh, when i land see these things you you know a lot of things when you actually go in there rather than from the outside yeah <laughs> so what do you what i want to understand is that you know, it's a, it's a 18 month course again okay it depends on like you know you have 60 credits you can finish in 12 months 14 months or 18 months it depends so it's not really a two year program um and out of the those 60 credits or out of those 20 25 classes you got to do there are certain compulsory classes which you have to do to finish your mba right so what happens is towards There, there are about six or seven classes which are called specialized classes. So one, once you take those, those are counted towards your majors. So, like for example, we had guys who are doing uh, MBA in finance, and they had to take financial analysis and 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 a couple of those kind of classes. I see. So to so 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 so, and I had to take classes in film and television and and do projects on television. So because that's where my major meant. If you ask me whether it made a difference. Mm, yes and no yes because a lot of the american style of how media is managed here was not known to us yeah. and i did learn a lot on those classes one of the striking things about fordham is that it's got a part time mba and i actually took up those part time classes mm-hmm. because the two things happen in a part time mba one is the part time mbas are taught by professors who actually work in the media entertainment field and second is that the colleagues who work in part time mba are people who actually work in in that sphere it's these are not yeah. people who have doing so that that and again this is something you learn and use it's, it's like you know it's a work in progress system once you get into that sphere you do your full time classes then you realize what do i do now and then you realize that okay the best way to go to probably in the evening classes so in the afternoon and mornings you can read up you can look around and see if there's anything you can do in the, in the meanwhile because i just could not figure out that i'm going to sit in manhattan and do a full time 18 month course without not doing anything on the side Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So this is something you discovered after going there, right? After you started Agreed. the classes. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's interesting. I think I think you're right. You know, sometimes sometimes these are the kind of nitty-gritties that is very hard to gather from the outside. Is when you get there, you actually start, you know, innovating around what what you're doing and what where you want to go from there. 
Right, right, right. Cool. So, so that, that's what you did from 2001 to 2003, the MBA, and then you joined mm-hmm. Sony. How did that opportunity come about? Right. So that's so. What happened was I was actually, uh, you know, uh, again circumstances, right? So I, I landed in in New York on September 5th, and six days later there was September 11th. Oh. Uh, yeah. It was, and that had a profound influence on me because I six days into in a country where you've never you've never even traveled outside of India most of your life and you 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 come here completely alone and six oh, days later an event of that magnitude happens literally like you know a couple of miles from where you're staying how, uh, how come it, your your family didn't just convince you to come back right away <laughs> oh they were like come back right now <laughs> it was like it was a fight to to stay there i mean i mean i had to literally fly in uh, for 15 days to meet my parents that I had no intention of coming back so quickly just to make sure that I was all right and you know mentally I was all right and I was yeah. not like you know in, in totally but they were like you need, if you don't want to come back forever I need you to come back at least for two weeks so that we can see you and then you can go back wow um it was yeah because I you know I I have never seen and this this is what like completely sold me into the US I have never seen people get up from a tragedy like that so fast Mm. I mean, I saw the city, and I'm like, my goodness! If you do not spend your time in this city, a city which is which has recovered from a tragedy, an unsurmountable tragedy of that proportion, you're missing something. You know, it it it, it, it like I said, it's circum, circum circumstances. I, I believe in circumstances and fate because I had no idea this would happen in my life. Okay, from where to where? Yeah. So I I was there. I saw the city build up. I saw the kind of resilience which which people had in there and i'm like i cannot leave at this point whatever happens and and we i felt it after 911 there was a huge push not to take up not to get uh, you know do uh, visas and air foreign yeah. visas and things like that we had a lot of struggle to get jobs and i remember that um in fact you know that's how i got one of these so how's going to sony that's a story uh, i give that because that was a circumstance i was literally going door to door with my resume I, w- i would go into the mgm offices give it to the doorman said can you can i at least sit here let me just sit next to you hmm. and you know i'll just sit here for two days and i will say that that's i'm interning here i mean i have done all that sort of stuff so it's been it was a struggle for sure and especially another problem is when you're doing media and entertainment uh, finance etc there is open options for you know foreign students they understand you know how we are you know what kind of skill sets had with media entertainment is a completely domestic sphere hmm. there is there is no chance of you getting in and saying oh i come from india hence i can act to your overall business you can't okay exactly um yeah so it, it, yeah it, it's it's like it's a, probably a no win game at that point of time so you know the thing I, i was actually so one of the things we had was we had a uh, swordum would get uh, one intern every semester for uh, sony music so sony music had a deal with swordum where they would uh, take a couple of interns for sony music so what i did was and again these were mostly people who had inter- who had uh, inclination in music who had done some music stuff before so i actually joined one of my colleagues when he went for his interview and while he was sitting at doing his interview i asked the person who was at the ta- at the foyer or like person you know secretary who said that do you know anybody who are out there who has any connection with any south asian thing Hmm. So <laughs> the lady told me that you know we I don't know anybody but you know two floors below there are a couple of people from India who keeps on working you may want to go and ask. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so I went two floors down and I saw these couple of people working there and uh, I found out that they were 
from this company called Sony Entertainment Television Asia mm. and that there was a channel actually which showed Indian television in the US mm. and you know at that point of time, I was so like completely fatigued from going after all these American companies I was like I don't care so I gave them the small spiel I said look I at this point I'm all I want is to just sit with you guys I don't need anything mm. just let me sit for 20 hours that's all I want yeah like, well, no, yeah cool yeah no, so I mean, they were like, there was no work here, but I said, just, just let me do it, because at this point, I'm, that's all I want. So that's how I started. That's that's the internship started like that. I did. I interned for every year with them, um, and then then you know that's how I got the job. Very interesting. Job, I mean, I'm that that is so many things are coming to my mind. <laughs> the first mm. thing is, you know, I I can really see the motivation. So, you know, you you're there, and the resistance, um, you know, after a 9/11 is obviously a lot more uh, regarding mm. the visa mm. than earlier. And considering the fact that, you know, you were moving from accounting to something that was considered to be a lot more creative field, at least right. back then, it wasn't a very, you know, numerical field of marketing, like sure. how it is now. Back then, it was mm-hmm. considered to be creative. And of course, Absolutely. you know, it's a very market, a very different market because you don't have exposure to that domestic market. True. What what kept you motivated? How how Did you consider saying, look, this is just not the right field for me. So I, I just, uh-huh. maybe I should just go back to accounting for a couple of years and then try uh-huh. try again. Did that thought ever cross your mind? Never, never, never. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it was not even an option. I mean, like I said, I mean, they were not, one was accounting was not an option. I, was, I mean, I trust me, with the two years I moved from accounting to media and all, and then the MBA struggle, there was hundreds of people who saw my track record my professor saw that you're a chartered accountant you mm. worked in a big five for four years are you what what are you thinking get into deloitte you you can go to deloitte new york you can go to uh, arts anderson or kpmg new york and anderson over there at that point of, and you can get a job and there were offers on the table but i was like hell-bent yeah and that's the word i'm like no way I haven't come this far to, to lose. I, I do not like that. Even when I was doing my chartered accountancy, I was told by my professor who was teaching me accounts that there is no way you have an intuition for accounting and this is one of the most difficult exams in India. I said, I don't like people telling me I can't do things. But that really pisses me off. <laughs> so, <laughs> but not, not that I'm going to try and fly a rocket, but I, I know I can't do that. But I'm just saying that what when I set out to do something, yeah, I was I, I was like I will do it. I would I will do it in some fashion. So that that drove me going back to India was not an option. I spent enough money here, uh, you know, doing an MBA, and I know part of it was funded by me, part of it was my parents. So there's a lot of things in, in focus, and I I feel that you know there's there's an investment in me here. I cannot let anybody down here. You know, so that, I have got to do it. Exactly. That, yeah. That's really good to hear because, you know, coming from the investment side, as you mentioned, the fact that you actually invest a lot of money and effort, mm. Uh, mm. I, I would have thought the, the easy option would have been to go into something like Deloitte and make back that money and then maybe mm. do something on the part-time. And, or maybe I, I can see a lot of people just leaving their dreams like that. <laughs> well, you know, it is. It, I mean, it, it's easy to do that because I, it, the option was so easy to just get into. I mean, I... I have enough experience that I can get it. But again, it, it, you know, I, I look at it both ways. And 15 years later, also, my parents and they're like, are you sure? You sure? You sure? <laughs> you don't know about it. I said, you know, yeah. when I once I decided it is not an option, then then I'm done. Then I don't even look into the other thing that should I have done that. Because the moment the shoulds and the woulds come into your 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 mind, then then it's it, it's finished. Then then you will never be able to take a stand. Because do remember that a stand can be, you know, it could go either way. And absolutely fine to go either way. You, you, it can be a complete letdown of what you did, and your decision was completely wrong. So be it. But in the end, it's your own decision. 
that, yeah. you, that nobody can take that away from you yeah absolutely so that, that was important for me that is that is great to hear now the, the way you even got that sony you know as as first job so obviously you were doing a lot mm-hmm. of hustling you know how did you yes. feel about hustling to that capacity after doing an mba because mm-hmm. mbas are you know uh, yeah yeah <laughs> you, you know where i'm going with this so mbas know you know sometimes they, they just no, no, finish the mba I, with the air of you know superiority and, and not forget don't forget that i was a ca and an mba so <laughs> Uh, so it, to me it was even doubly difficult i still remember when i f- after 6 months into an mba you know that you know the amount you sort of got into the system as as you know a fees or whatever will not last the entire semester so i had to go out and look for cash jobs so one of the first things that did was i went out uh, i had a friend who wanted some people to distribute flyers over the weekend okay the basically stand out of indian mm. shops and distribute flyers I did that for about 3 4 months to make enough money to move to the next semesters. Mm. Okay and I would do that for about 6 hours every day Saturday Sundays be rain shine. And uh, it, it, that's hustling. That's only like you you, sh- you you know you you know who you are. You know you're doing an MBA. You know you're even CA. Yeah. You know you you've been in a position where you have talked to the ING banks of the world and discussed their strategies with McKinsey and all that. Now you're sitting dist- distributing flyers in an Indian market in a street of New Jersey. um so yeah i got I, i had to do that and i remember the guy telling me that i hope you know something about accounting when you know this was a, about a money transfer company so i said hope you know how to you know if somebody asks you basic questions don't just answer it because we don't like young you know mba students to go and answer things ask me yeah. so i i was like on the verge of telling the guy i said do you really think i don't know how taxation works <laughs> but i kept my i kept quiet i said you know what this is my my job is right now to distribute these flyers well not to answer his questions so i get it but you know what it's it's what it is i mean you know it, when you when you don't see an option in front of you when you only see one goal then then you will do whatever it is to reach the goal when you start thinking there are options then there's a problem yeah. when you know that there is no option then you then then that's the best option to take yeah exactly exactly it reminds me of you know how how i did after my, after my mba i really wanted mm-hmm. to get into product management and mm-hmm. nobody was giving me uh, an opportunity so finally mm-hmm. i had to go into a startup and then right. i just had to interview among you know young graduates mm-hmm. and sure. as as an intern and that's how i started and right. looking back to be honest that was still my best experience because I I think attitude matters so much more when it comes to these activities right and that that's what right. you also had to go through <laughs> No no yeah absolutely you got to do the hard hard you got to do the hard hard rounds uh because you learn a lot and I feel that every step you learn you know you learn something about the other you learn about human nature and every learning helps you in your job you know it, it sales is all about human manage it's 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 partly about your relationship with your vendors and the um, once you're humble to an extent that whatever wherever you were you've gone down to a level where you have to start little from scratch nothing else matters anymore i mean none of these these high flying talks and none of the the what you call you know in hindi the shoshas and none mm-hmm. of the, those kind of things it doesn't matter because you know that you you've started from ground zero you've you've gone up there and brought been brought down so very humbly you know yeah. for whatever reason it is so yeah no absolutely i yeah well fake so 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 you you get into sony uh, and hmm. then finally you're doing the job that you really wanted to get uh, you know get an opportunity to do how mm-hmm. did that stack up to you know the reality of doing the job as opposed to your perception of what the job would be about yeah it, it, it was apples and oranges 
you know, my 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 whole vision of working at Sony was, you know, I'm going to Sony Pictures and I'm going to hang out with the stars and <laughs> all of that. And I landed up looking at Xeroxing, uh, you know, photocopying invoices and and, and lock sheets to send out to clients <laughs> for six months. So, <laughs> would I happy? Uh, no, but uh, you know what? I I, I was like, I, I'd rather be sitting and working at Sony for no pay. Rather than going out, you know, handing things at work, I at least had an office to go to. I had these colleagues. Yeah. I would walk into that office saying, "I'm part of Sony," uh, which is which is a big deal for me. I mean, I'll be very honest. I do. I mean, it, it's it's a big deal. I mean, you know, I I can tell my parents that look, for whatever reason, I may have like not done anything of note in those for a few months, but I'm now working at Sony. Yeah. Uh, my boss at the for the first six months, he was like, "I really don't have a position here. I mean, there are they don't sponsor visas." I said, "Don't worry about it. Just let me sit. Let me do whatever work you guys have." So, you know, that's how I crept into. I started doing some little bit of sales, little bit of advertising. They had events. So, I started managing these events. Mm. And uh, they were like, fine, this guy is here. He's helping to work. 20 hours is the norm for uh, I would end up end up working 40, 45 hours a week. Literally. I would go for my class, come back. I, I, would, I, I mean, I, I put in one year of no pay, 40 hours of work, working weekends, distributing flyers to supplement my MBA. After one year, he... Sony, I, I was the first person they did an H1B for uh, for in, in during Sony at wow. that time by Sony Pictures. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, so it, it it was it was a fight worth fighting, and it was I mean again I can come back and crib all I want, <laughs> but you know that oh I was not getting paid anything, I was you know worked too hard, but you know what, nothing comes easy, and and there is no reason they had to give me anything. So yeah, uh, and back then, yeah, the I model. I think hmm. I think back then Sony was like the Apple of today, isn't it? It was big. It was, it was, it was big. It was big, and this was like a small unit within the entire Sony division. There was Sony Pictures, there was Sony Television. This was Sony Entertainment Television Asia. This was like two guys from India working here, putting up a channel, and you know, on one of the platforms, and that was it. Like that was that was the team. So it was like the smallest unit in Sony, and they had an office on like 13th floor, and that was their they're doing. They had, there was nothing really to do there. Yeah, so, that's wonderful. So, yeah, so, you know, you, 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 you like I said, once you know that you're, the only option is to go forward and you've got to, then, then there is no stopping. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, but, but you did stick it out for four years there. Yes, and, and yes, And you obviously yes. did really well over there. How, wh- what happened mm-hmm. after that? How, how did you move on to Star TV and then, you know, the journey? Sure, so. There? So before, uh, yeah. So before Star um, and after Sony. Um, so b- b- I was at four years in Sony. Obviously, I was reaching a point where I wanted to do more, and uh, there was an opportunity to actually uh, work for a advertising agency. Again, completely different track from what I was doing. Mm. But you know, at that point, by that point of time, I had enough information about the South Asian media in particular, South Asian diaspora here, social media. So I had some experience in you know, working in a South Asian television company. You do talk to consumers, you talk to advertisers, you talk to vendors, you talk to marketers who are looking at this diaspora, who are all involved in this diaspora. So that experience helped me get the next job, which was in San Francisco. I joined as a media advertising supervisor for a company called Day Advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, they were uh, they were handling, they were the agency of record for Wells Fargo, one of the largest banks in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And Wells Fargo was into multicultural advertising, which means they catered to marketing separately to the Asian audience and within Asia there was the Chinese the Filipino the South Asian and they needed somebody to help with that business mm. so I flew down did my interviews uh, got in and loved the city and, and there it was so no no uh, turning back 
that's great so so that that was a day advertising and then it's starting there so throughout this um, you know journey of of working across the different uh, companies were you always based in the US or did you actually move around a lot well i was in the us but from basically from the east coast to the west coast that was probably my movement okay uh, but always in the us yes yes always in the us i got uh, married here um, in mm. the us yeah in in all of that there was all of that piece <laughs> so <it was> no <laughs> longer my decision to keep on moving from place to place it had to it was a joint decision uh, but uh, you know my wife is also in the same sphere ah, um, she's nice. in marketing as well so that helped for sure um, nice, and, nice. Uh, so yeah, no, yeah, always in the US, yeah. Yeah, yeah fair yeah, enough. But in, in in all your roles, you know, you've always been associated uh, with India or Asia or or you know mm-hmm. some kind of association. Was that uh, something that was conscious, or was that something that actually uh, turned out to be because of how your career started? It, it's probably the latter. It's it's how it's how mm. my career started. I mean, to tell you the truth, at every point of time in my career, I wanted to move to mainstream. Mm. I, I was dying to move to mainstream. I wanted to get into a mainstream job. I was like, I don't want to do this South Asian thing anymore. But the more and more I moved into the ladder, it became difficult because the more senior you go, the more the experience is counted as like, you know, you, if you don't have experience in the domestic side of the business, it's very difficult to get in. Uh, either you get in directly from your MBA into a mainstream company or or you go in through the reference. The media and entertainment works a lot on references. And, you know, if you work somewhere in A, then you get into similar agencies in B, C, D, and E. So, and my experience so far has been mostly from the multicultural and the Asian, South Asian sphere. So the more I moved up, the more difficult it became. Even at Fox, uh, when I was working at Star, uh, there were opportunities to move sideways. But that time, I was like, why should I, you know, start off again from, I mean, I had enough of these starts. So I was like, no more starts. So I would rather, you know, my expertise at this point of time is what it is, and probably, you know, you know, in in in, the, in terms of the US, I'm, I have enough uh, career where I can, you know, be at the forefront of any South Asian venture, any South Asian business, be it marketing, advertising, or media. Um, I felt that's the way to go forward. So part of it was driven by circumstances and the opportunity, not the opportunity, not being having to be able to get in anywhere. Uh, very honestly and part of it was then by that time you know the position was such that it would probably uh, mean that I would be better off going after what I what I was good at rather than you know just again following something which I was not really sure whether how will I fit in yeah exactly but for the last 15 years you know considering that you mostly be in the US but but mm-hmm. it's, it's largely connected with Asia and India how how mm-hmm. does it work how do you keep in touch with what the market needs by not being at mm. the epicenter of that market, how does that work? I'm curious. No, uh, yeah, sure. Um, a lot of it is uh, thanks to social media. Be very mm-hmm. honest with you. Uh, thanks to LinkedIn. Uh, thanks to Facebook. Thanks to a lot of um, stuff now available online. Um, also, over the period of time, you know, your networking, your colleagues, you have uh, over. Oh, so, what happens is. A lot of business done in India doesn't mean that all the people have office in India or mm-hmm. in the US. They also they, they also keep moving from place to place. So you meet a lot of colleagues, you exchange a lot of notes, and again, if 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 the job you're doing is something which you're interested in, like I'm in the media entertainment sphere, I have a genuine interest in that in that sphere. You do a lot of reading, which means you know any spare time I get, like even you know I listen to podcasts. I uh, listen to, you know, I, I look up uh, websites. I follow IndianTelevision.com, which is an India-based television. I follow a lot of uh, media and entertainment uh, websites, blogs, articles, things like that. Uh, 
and over a period of time talking to people reading up and all it it definitely gives you a sense of and and you also do something you match up to your thoughts to what the people are writing and talking about so if you feel particularly strong about a particular product and you feel i feel that in 10 years this is how it's going to be this is how the trends are and then you read about it that people other experts are writing and you feel oh wow they're saying the same thing so you probably got got something to it mm. you know so that's how you sort of build your knowledge you match you learn and you read i, I think you know nothing and again and you, you obviously colleagues or everywhere you exchange notes um nothing works better than networking i feel you know it, it is an important aspect um but also you know definitely if you have interest in something you read up on it you you make sure you update on it so it's not that difficult to be honest yeah fair enough that that's really interesting now tying it back to your mba you know it's it's mm-hmm. obviously been a long time it's like almost 17 years <laughs> uh, mm-hmm, since, yeah. since you finished your mba what what kind of learnings or experiences are you still able to relate to something that you picked up during your mba um i would consider to be you know the mba part like the real degree to be probably 10% of your learnings mm-hmm. you know it's great you have a degree you you've gone to the classes you 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 look in the textbooks you've done your exercises courses it's what you learn around it on an everyday life is this 90% and it could have been any degree why an mba i could have done a masters in arts mm. or whatever it is it's you are in a new place you have to adopt okay you have to adopt you have to learn you have to struggle you have to go through those are the sort of of the learnings which are which an mba can't give you as such but it's the circumstances where had i not done an mba i would never have gone through this is right? there anything specific so, or, or or like anything specific that comes out besides some of the stories you've shared um you know like i said one of the things what what i learned in an mba was like you know when you when i did those part time mbas the professors yeah. you know or you have they, they they do have a lot of work knowledge it's not just about reading a textbook you know you would sit down with them and they would talk to you it doesn't happen in india unfortunately you know you don't get that that me time with people you know and they they help you out i remember my professors writing a couple of letters to me saying hey you know i know these somebody in companies why don't you just go with them have a chat yeah. so you know i so those kind of thing my media my chair who was heading the media entertainment he suddenly said that oh, we had to do an interview as, as part of the process so he said you know you know i know somebody who's won an oscar why don't you go and meet the guy and i met wow. one, went and met the guy who made who was co-producing jaws uh, wow he was like oh yeah yeah come into my office you know he's my oscar and i'm like my goodness so you know <laughs> so you know the kind of stuff you so those 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 are real life learnings yeah. those will and not, not just happen. not just a professor even the students right because if you were going Absolutely. with the part time people or uh, workers it's yeah exactly my point yeah they they were all working they were all people who were working in certain positions in 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 certain burden advertising companies media companies finance companies you learn from them when you do projects with them they they are they are real life learnings from the us market and how they work it, it's gra- it's a great thing so the, one of the like i said it's all about networking what it's not the course it's not the students it's not the professor that's all part of parts of it but so it's what you ancillary learn from in from a program yeah. of this nature is is what what makes it yeah very Great. interesting very interesting and you know th- those are some of the things that work really well for you looking back you know what are some of the things that you did not like much um definitely the fact that you know i wish there was a little more of career counseling um not some of these schools do tell you that oh they have um, careers and, and they'll help you and all that but honestly when you when you actually go down to it it's 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 on your own so i just feel that you know somehow the mb the 
part that you do an MBA and suddenly all these colleges come and tell you that you know we'll help you with career counseling, we'll help you get jobs. We got so many people, so many jobs. That's a bit of a myth. Ultimately, it's you are seriously on your own. So you got to figure out very early into the stage how you're going to position your work, how you're going to get a job you want, and you're going to work on that parallelly with your MBA. Let's not wait till the end of your MBA and get into careers and think there's going to be an automatic process which will push you into the next door. So I feel that that's something, you know, again, a lot of learnings which are not there. So I feel that. And then, you know, again, we, I remember you asked me the question earlier, was major in media communication really a major in media communication? Mm-hmm. Not really. I wish there were more classes. I wish there was a more structured process. And I, that's where I think that, you know, 10 years earlier, there were not too many schools providing this as a major. Now, if you if you go and do a search, there were probably about 20 more schools actually having a major in media and communication. And these are not like classes where you start semester one on accounting and taxation. These are actually start day one media, end day 100 media. So those are the couple of things I wish, you know, I had done a little more research and probably had more, a little more structured. But yeah, you know what? You you always learn. So. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very mm. interesting. So I know we have much beyond the time. How much time do you have? <laughs> um, probably another five minutes. Yeah, perfect. I think I think we'll try and wind it up by then. <laughs> uh, okay. No problem at all. So, so at the moment, you know, um, you're, you're working as the VP and head of multimedia sales at BCCL Worldwide. Mm-hmm. What what is in store for you? You know, in the next year, three years, or five years, what what where, where are you going from here? Sure. So I think this is a very exciting position. Uh, Times of India Group, uh, as you know, it's one of the most storied media companies in in in, in India and the world. And uh, it's been over a couple of years that they have focused on um, going international. So uh, you know, and I, and I felt this was one of the great opportunities I had to you know work and get into a company which is right now just spreading its wings um, a lot of assets a lot of things to do they you know they have an open field in terms of in, if you if you know times in india they play into every possible media sphere you be it radio be it events yeah. be it films all of that so and they want to set up a similar structure wherever they go so you know and and since we are starting as like as at the cusp of you know what what should be a big blooming tree mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's 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 exciting time so at this point in time i think you know the the idea in my head is sort of building up the sales division which i'm in charge of but also looking into events and other media assets which times can leverage and can own and, and can monetize and things like that so i i see myself here building the business working with them uh with the times group and uh, yeah hopefully we'll see how it works yeah, fair enough. You are in the San Francisco Bay Area, you know, so you're obviously surrounded by so many startups. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. that's the mecca of startups. Uh, how mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? Uh, it's because obviously what Times Group does is not necessarily mm-hmm. considered in a very startupy uh, environment. But how mm-hmm. how do you feel being surrounded by that? Have you ever been mm-hmm. you know considering joining uh, a startup space or you starting something uh, because of the motivation? Right. <laughs> It's a good, 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 good question. Um, two things. One is, uh, yes, um, t- actually Times has, has a, a connection with startups. So one of the mm-hmm. companies we have here is a company called Brand Capital. Mm-hmm. What Brand Capital does is we invest into uh, smaller startups, like startups with growth stage, um, and we help them launch in India and, and, and anywhere in the world they want to target uh, through using our media assets. So it's I basically see. a media, it's equity for media. Uh, that's why it's called Brand Capital. And uh, so part of, so I also work as part of that team, leadership team. 
and help identify startup in fact we work at a place called gsv labs that sort of offices which is a startup accelerator so mm. i'm surrounded by about 250 startups wow um, and i see them every day um in terms of the barrier culture yes it's so you know i've been working 8 years in, in northern california and every day you wake up and say god to do something on your own <laughs> So there's partly I probably the Bengali in me which procrastinates and by the evening I'm like <laughs> sitting down and watch the next movie on Netflix might as well watch that just <laughs> thinking too much <laughs> but but yeah I'm, I'm that's always on my mind so we'll see we'll see how that works that's how very interesting out. so are there yeah. any are there any popular startups that have you you know you have been connected with we have I mean me personally you know I I have time and again done a lot of consulting uh, you know for some of the media startups and on mm. ott space you know that means people coming to me with you know, looking at options of growing of investing and things like that uh, but here you know we so times brand capital has uh, a lot of equity in, so, so we we invest in uber spotify coursera and even like the, yeah yeah so these are like some of the obviously these are now in, not not startups anymore yeah but at at a ground level yeah there's lots of them actually not lots of them interesting way interesting obviously i'm based in london so if at all you know you you need some uh, kind of contact in london because london's pretty popular for startup it's getting popular it's not as popular as mm-hmm. bavaria let me know mm-hmm. <laughs> will do will do no absolutely it's my pleasure perfect perfect uh, just a last question um, you know sure. before before you go what is the one thing you wish i had asked you Oh my god. <laughs> not really. I mean I think you you you've covered everything. I probably spoken more than I should have. Uh, that's no, that's good. That's it's, it's all about you. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think good. I, I think you you asked me, you know, everything is possible. I, I like I said, you know, sometimes you know you ask one question it leads into another one. So I think I, hopefully I have, you know, been able to answer whatever you had in mind. Absolutely. Or maybe maybe on the flip side, you know, what what are some of your parting thoughts uh, that you want to pass across to people listening? Sure. I, you know, one of the things is that you know, you all have I I believe have struggled at some point of time. You all have had people help you to get to the next stage. You all have started from scratch like I have and I have had people help me on the way. All I would think that do give back. I mean, you know, like 15 years, 16 years later when I see people writing into me saying, "Hey, I'm part of an MBA. Hey, I'm uh, uh you know doing this can you help me i i just try and try and help as to the extent possible because i feel that i have been into this side and had i had people helping me at that one time i could have done better not that i've done not you know worse here mm-hmm. but it's always a feel that whenever you've gone through a situation where you have had to struggle you had to write to 100 people and you're expecting that one that one morning one somebody says okay yeah um you know and you should have that feeling throughout and whenever somebody comes into you please prepare to help them to the extent possible that's what i would say perfect thanks a lot sogning how how do people know more about you and how do they get in touch with you oh um absolutely feel free to write me my you know if an email shagnikroy@gmail.com would be the best option uh, or you can just ping me on linkedin you know i'm pretty free i do chat with people a lot through that process. so either way is fine perfect thanks a lot sogni thanks a lot for coming on to the show we really really appreciate it i know i've kept you beyond the time allocated so <laughs> not only pleasure talking that. to you perfect pleasure, pleasure talking to you thanks a lot okay. take care then bye bye all right take care bye bye thank you for listening to the mba jam now it's time for you to take action head over to the mbajam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources